This is the message from Connection Community Church for this Sunday, June 15, 2014. What matters most, work as worship. Good morning again, Connection Community Church. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? God, thank you for today, a day that you made, and it is a gift. Every day is a gift. Help us see each day as a gift, whatever we do, wherever we are. As today we explore work as worship, give us open hearts and open minds to receive your message and help us make a difference as we leave this place. We give this time to you in Jesus' name. And everybody gathered said, amen. Amen. And so we continue our series today. It's called What Matters Most. Today our focus is work as worship. Work as worship. At first that seems kind of like a paradox. You know, work on the one hand is a job, employment, a trade, a profession, or some other means of making a livelihood. Worship is the reverent love or devotion accorded to a deity, an idol, or a sacred object. In our case, the God of all creation, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We're often very good at compartmentalizing these things. You know, work is done on the job. Worship is done here at church. Work is what we do to pay the bills. Worship is what we do to praise the Lord. We could go on and on about how we often keep these things separate. So what would happen if we, you know, we take these two separate compartments and we put them together, that we don't have work here and worship here? What would happen if we looked at our jobs differently, not just merely earning a living, but an opportunity to share, to share a life, a life in Jesus Christ? What would happen if allowing God to be our focus just doesn't happen on Sunday morning, but we start allowing that to happen every single day of the week, no matter where we are, no matter what we're doing? Mm. So a few weeks ago, we talked about the scripture, John 21, verses 15 through 17, where, uh, where Jesus asked Peter uh, if Peter loves him, and Peter says, you know I do, and Jesus says, well then, feed my sheep. But you know the thing is, Jesus never put parameters on when the feeding should take place. He never said, hey Pete, Sunday mornings, 8.30 to 12, that's when you do the feeding. Hey Pete, Wednesday night, 6.15 to 8.30, they're at Connection Church at Alpha, that's feeding time. Hey Pete, weddings, those are feeding time. Hey Pete, funerals, that's feeding time. He never put parameters on, he never put limits, he never put boundaries on when the feeding should or would take place. He just said, feed my sheep. And that's the same with us. We are to worship the Lord, to praise God, to love God with everything that we've got, (laughs) to place God above everything else, not just when we're here or whether we're in the church building, but all the time. There's nowhere in scripture that says we separate that out. Worship is a lifestyle. It's a 24-7 thing. So what if um, we worshiped in our workplace? 
and we'll talk more about that, but I mean, we spend a lot of time at work or a lot of time at school or whatever we're doing. I mean, it could be half of our waking hours. What if we combined these two compartments and made them one? Mm. See, the thing is, once we get connected with Jesus, we all become missionaries. Now, God might not call you to India or Africa or China, but you're a missionary just the same. And our mission field is just outside the doors of this place. Our mission field is where we live and where we work, where we play, where we go to school, where we, where we shop, where we... The list goes on and on. There's no end to our mission field. It's really big. It goes forever. We've been put here for a reason. You say, Carrie, you say that every week. It's true. <laughs> we have a God purpose and a God plan. God has a purpose and plan for our lives. That We find that throughout the whole scripture, and there's specifically in Jeremiah, a purpose and a plan for our lives. And so serving God is an all-the-time thing. Yes, we come to serve God here. That's what makes the church tick uh, as we help one another grow. But actually, our mission field isn't just here, but it's here. It's out there, out there. The founder of Methodism, his name is John Wesley. He lived like a long, long time ago. But he has a really famous quote that bears repeating. John Wesley says, I look on all the world as my parish. Mm. I look on all the world as my parish. Mm. And so our parish, our mission field, is wherever we find ourselves. Home, work, school, play, the store, going to get gas in your car, going to get gas for your lawnmower, cutting your grass. If there's a neighbor in, in the area, it's your mission field. You know, there's no great divide between Sunday and Monday. There's no great divide between the secular and the sacred. God intends for all of our minutes to be meaningful, and all all of our plans to have purpose. So what would happen if we stopped thinking about our jobs as merely a way to earn money, a way to provide, and started thinking about them as places that God wanted us to be, that God wanted us to be his representatives in the world, recognizing that we can worship God through our work, wherever we are, whatever we do. There's a great scripture that illustrates this. It's found in the book of Colossians. That's in the second half of the Bible. Colossians is a letter that the apostle Paul wrote to the church. And here's what Paul says about work. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart, as if working for the Lord, not for human masters. So whatever we do, banking, plumbing, manufacturing, lawyering, engineering, electrifying, sales, shipping, sports, investments, industry, insurance, construction, computers, car repair, child care, health care, retail, hotel, hospitality, education, recreation, real estate, restaurant, butcher, baker, candlestick, maker. I think you forgot one there. Yeah, whichever one I forgot, fill it in. If I forgot yours... Put it in there because it's included. And whatever we do, do it with all of our heart. 
Don't work at it with just your time or just your strength or just your mind, but your entire heart. Why? Because you are to be working as if working for the Lord. Not just for other humans, but for the Lord. Because that is what God has called us to do and to be. Work in all things as though we're working for God. Treat people that we work with as God would want us to treat them. Care as God would want us to care. Check out what the Apostle Paul writes in that same letter to the Colossians just a little bit later. Colossians chapter 4. Use your heads as you live and work among outsiders. Don't miss a trick. Make the most of every opportunity. Be gracious in your speech. The goal is to bring out the best in others in a conversation, not put them down, not cut them out. Hmm. What would it look like then if we applied this scripture, this Colossian scripture to our everyday lives, to our workday lives, to our school day lives? In other words, what, would, what if we approached all that we do as an opportunity to share God with those around us? What if we approached all that we do as sacred, approached all that we do as though it were for God, because it is. What if we approached work as worship? Now, I don't mean you go in the office, jump up on your desk, and, and start singing hymns and praise songs, or after the praise songs, I tell everybody that they're going to hell if they don't change their ways. They're probably not going to work real good in the workplace there. Um, what if we came there to work each day expecting God to use us in some way for the kingdom there in the workplace. Maybe not even in a big, splashy way, but just a maybe simple, one-on-one -on -one, uh, relationships, conversations with others, treating them as Christ would treat them, talking to others as God would want us to talk to them, truly caring about the people around us. Um, letting Jesus shine through us in kind of gentle, simple, God-loving, people-loving ways. Um, maybe it's just a simple thing like buying somebody a cup of coffee. Not when they expect you to, but when it's very unexpected. Maybe it's just, uh, just taking the time to listen to someone or, uh, or, or, or taking the time to spend a little time with someone who you know is struggling. Maybe it's offering a compliment to someone or offering to help them uh, when they least expect it. Maybe it's asking someone about their children or their grandchildren. Showing the love of Jesus Christ may, it probably will take a little extra effort. It may not even be easy, but everyone, especially you, will benefit. Now you're probably thinking, Karen Allen, you do not get it. You don't know where I work. My workplace is a hostile environment. It's different. It's really different. It's tough. Yeah, we know. We, we, before we were pastors, we worked in the secular world. We were in that workplace. We were in that workplace. <laughs> it is tough. It is absolutely tough. But as those who claim Christ as our leaders, we can indeed be used to make a difference. In fact, when there's that spiral down, when you're in this place where it just seems like things are just falling apart and there's all kinds of nasty and everything in the workplace, we don't have to go there. 
we can take the high road. We can ask God to either shut our mouth or let us speak words of truth. Back when I was a nurse, I worked in the intensive care unit, and um, you know there are times I would walk in the break room and the conversation would just stop. And I'm thinking, uh-huh, wonder what they're talking about or wonder what they're saying or what nasty joke is this or what they're saying. Anyway, at first I was sort of offended, like, oh, I'm not a part of the group. And then I sort of liked it because what it meant was maybe just for five minutes they wouldn't be gossiping or they wouldn't be saying stuff that they shouldn't be saying. And so that was really okay with me. So how about you, wherever you're at, whatever you do, whether you're at school, whether you're in a class, whether you're retired, whether you work in a workplace, how about being used as a vessel to bring it up instead of help things go down the tube? That's what we're called to do. There's a great scripture in um, the book of Matthew. We're using the message version, but these are Jesus's words, and it's for each one of us here today. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness and will end up in the garbage. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in all the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bears, don't you think I'm going to got don't you think I'm going to hide you under ugh. If I make you say it with me. If okay, make you light bears, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? Keep talking. I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. That's a great word for us today. A great word. So we've asked one of our members, somebody who you see up here every most Sundays, Bill Trench, to share how he does this, what we're talking about, at his place of work. Bill Trench. I work uh, every day in Philadelphia at Independence Blue Cross and I go to an office every single day. I, um, the way I approach work, in, work is basically a ministry and a mission. So um, I know the other believers that I work around and I try to um, be the the best um, help I can for them on a regular basis by um, reaching out to them, praying with them, uh, knowing more about their um, situations so that I can help them in their personal lives as well as in their faith or with in their uh, in their walk. Um, but I also know many people that are not believers, so it's really a mission field. It's a place where um, I have open reign to work with people and show people uh, Christ with skin on. Without even saying that I'm a Christian, people realize that there's something different about me. And then sometimes they'll know that I'm Christian and they'll come up to me afterwards after they're having a problem or they're in a situation or they're 
um, in a crisis and they'll say, hey, how do you do it? How do you get through these times that are tough? And how do you get through these stressful situations without breaking down? How do you get through it? And that gives me that opportunity. And I take it and I tell them, you know, it's Christ. It's my faith. And those are the opportunities you pray for. You know, those are the opportunities that you, you're praying for in the morning to say, God, give me that opportunity. Give me that, that position. One of my managers uh, came to me one day and started talking to me about um, personal issues that he was having with his health. Um, we got into a discussion around faith and um, I usually bring it up by saying uh, on the weekends I like to play guitar for my church and that leads me to a discussion around faith and most people will go, oh that's nice and then we don't go to church or uh, yeah we go but we haven't gone and things like that. So i come to find out that uh, this gentleman um, was having more health problems. So he was relatively young, maybe about 40 years old, and he had already had surgery for cancer once, and he was um, diagnosed with possibly having another tumor. And so he was going through a tough time, and he said that he had not gone to church for quite some time, that he was living in the country and it was about an hour and a half away, and that he, um, he loved the church when he was younger, but he was totally out of it. One day he um, sent me a an email and said that um, I am going to have to have the surgery. Could you pray for me? And so just that told me that he was obviously um, rekindling something in his faith. And so he went and had his surgery. Everything um, worked out okay. But um, more so than that, he came back from his surgery and the first thing he told me was we found a church. And that they were going regularly, had gone regularly for several weeks, and that um, thank you for bringing it up. And that's the kind of thing that um, you want to take the opportunity anytime you have it at work to get into the hearts of the people that you're working with and understand where they stand from a God perspective and help them, whether it be a believer that's fallen away or a non-believer, help them find that way out and it's not from saying you need to go to church it's from saying what can I do for you or I'm here for you and just being that person that they can rely on helps them to rekindle or to realize that there's something about this faith thing there's something about this God thing that I want to know more about we want to say thank you to Bill Trench we appreciate that you know um Talking about work as worship, it's not just work, it can be play too. Uh, we have a church softball team, and we've had one for several years, and up until this year we've been in the, um, the church league, you know, where all the other teams are sponsored by churches. This year we joined the regular uh, Newcastle County softball league, and we did that for a very deliberate reason, just what we're talking about today. Uh, to share the love of Christ through what we say, hopefully, and how we act and what we do on the softball field. To give you an example of how that plays out, when, um, when we play a game, at the end of the game, we gather there on the field and we, uh, we pray. And we always ask the other team if they would like to join us. And there's a team or two that doesn't want to join us. Some have a couple guys, some have more guys. Well, team from Concord Pet, the first time we played them, had several guys join us. The most recent game with them, I think it was this past week, um, 
their manager came over to our manager before we even asked them and asked if they could join us in prayer. And so their entire team, our entire team, and the two umpires went out on the field and prayed after that game. That's what we're talking about this morning. That's what we're talking about. What if you pulled up to your place of work and you sat in the car for a moment and said, okay, God, give me an opportunity. God, I really don't want to go in there. I hate this job, but I know that you could use me here. Or God, thank you for this opportunity, for this job. Or our retirement world, or our school life, whatever it is, ask God to open up an opportunity. It might not be through words, it might not be through witnessing, it just might be through our actions. You know, since I've been a pastor, um, my, my spiritual gift is administration. So administration means I have lists galore of what I do. So I come to work loaded, ready. Lists for the lists. Lists for the lists. But about 15 years ago, you know, the lists were kind of became, you know, bigger than life. And I prayed about a personal mission statement. And my personal mission statement is to be ready to respond when God interrupts to be ready to respond when God interrupts. That means me when I'm in the midst of things that, to be ready, and that means all of us. Be ready to respond when God interrupts. Work as worship. Play as worship. School as worship. No matter where we are, no matter what we're doing, we are called to be Jesus' representatives in this world, loving those around us with everything we've got, letting them know by the way we treat them that God loves them. And so do we. What if we started each day with this focus on our hearts? We want to go back to the scripture, one of the scriptures that we started with, Colossians 3, verse 23, but we have the Jones Revised Version. So we would like for you to say this. Yeah, yeah, I, we had to confess this is our stuff. So say it with us. Whatever I do, I'm going to work at it with all my heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. That is the good news of Jesus Christ. Let's live it wherever we are, whatever we do. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. God, thank you for uh, this scripture, Colossians 3. It's pretty hard sometimes, especially when we're in an environment that isn't that friendly. It's not easy, some of the people that we work with. But Use us, Lord. Use us in mighty ways to reflect you, to be light bearers wherever we are, in our homes, in our work, at our school, in the community. God, we thank you so much for the opportunity that you give us to be light bearers. Give us courage 
Help us be strong and courageous in this as we consider work as worship. We pray this in your most holy and blessed name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Everybody gathered said, Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church, please visit our website at connectioncc.org or on Facebook at facebook.com slash connectioncc. You can also contact our church office at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.